0: Good afternoon everybody. Welcome into the show. It is Betting Across America and we are presented by BetMGM. I'm Mike Pritchard your host out here in fabulous Las Vegas in a mile high city your other host James Salinas in Denver, Colorado. James, how you doing today?
1: It's all good partner what's going down with you happy friday to you my friend
0: yeah happy friday to you as well kind of licking my wounds from yesterday and, and some of these games in baseball when you know you're cruising around uh, along right and the game's going according to plan and all of a sudden eighth ninth uh there it goes it's gone your tickets are uh, in the trash
1: uh, we were talking about bullpens, right? And how to stay, how to find ways to avoid bullpens if you can. And there's opportunities and options out there to bet on when it comes to avoiding bullpens, whether it's first five or some of these player props, and in particular, starting pitcher props that, that we've been able to dig into and, and find some success there. So, other ways to try to find ways to bet on Major League Baseball, Pritch, we, we're, we're digging around to see where we can find ways to cash some of those tickets. And I think I continue to, to find ways. Sticking with some of these player props, in particular those pitcher props, uh, to to find success. I'm not sure how sustainable that's going to be. The market mm-hmm. is starting to catch up to yeah. some of these some of these players and pitchers that we've been finding,
0: but there's still a few out there, and I got, I got a couple of them for today. All right, well, I got a brand new pen for you, so I'm ready to go to take some notes here today, uh, and so is our audience, I'm sure. Uh, we're updating a score right now, the Cubs are on top of uh, the Pirates in the third inning, uh, two to zero. Uh, and that matchup uh, as we kick off our baseball preview. Uh, Tampa Bay uh, at the A's. James, Tampa Bay is one of those teams, I mean, they've been hot. And this is one of those teams I'm talking about. It's like their plan is to get to bullpens and then take advantage of that situation. Uh, The late inning scoring uh, and certainly winning on the road. I mean, exceptional record on the road. How do you see this game, uh, this matchup when you got uh, Tampa Bay uh, matching up against the, um, the A's here?
1: Well, thinking about, talking about bullpen, right, for for the, the Rays. Now, they have been banged up to start the season in that bullpen, and we know that Kevin Cash likes to do some interesting things when it comes to starting pitchers and openers from the like. But I think here with Rich Hill, how far, how long are we going to continue to see? Which Rich Hill are we going to see? I mean, we really didn't know, you know, it wasn't that long ago where he was thought he was going to be out of baseball and, and really resurrected his career, you know, a handful of years back, especially with the Dodgers, and, you know, Know, it's kind of been spotty so far this season with Rich Hill, and and looking what he's done so far this season, he did face the A's back about ten days ago. It was a week ago Monday. Now that was down at the Trop and pitched very well. It was mm-hmm. his best start really, is his best start of the season. Uh, this is the seventh time he's going to get the ball to to start the game for them. Just don't know how long he's going to go. He's pitched six innings twice this season out of those six starts and once was against the A's where he pitched very well. He had 10 strikeouts and just gave up two runs, two earned runs, uh, and two hits within that game against the A's, you know, a week and a half ago. Here now, though, you're going to travel out to Oakland. One of the, the, and I'm going to wait to see what the lineups look like. You haven't got to the lineups yet because it's a later start tonight there in Oakland. We know that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but looking for maybe a little redemption. I think we're sometimes seeing that when we're we're not talking about aces out on the mound, and Rich Hill definitely does not qualify as an ace going forward tonight for the, the Tampa Bay Rays. I want to see the adjustments. I'm anticipating some adjustments coming out of Oakland. Historically, uh, they pitched, they, you know, they've they hit very well against left-handed pitching, which is what Rich Hill is. Uh, now, here's what I was looking at. I was looking at more so just trying to bang the team total here, sitting at three and a half. It's juiced a little higher. It's sitting at $1.30 right now is what I see. But team total for Oakland to go over three and a half. But I'm going to hang on to that and wait until we see the actual full lineup out there today, I suspect. We'll see a lot of right-handed bats against Rich Hill. Tonight, Uh, and I think there's going to be the adjustment made because I think really he got he was able to work ahead. He's been working his cutter a lot against this team, Mm -hmm. or uh, so far this season. We've works ahead. I think we'll see more of an aggressive approach out of the A's. I think he's Rich Hill's been pretty well. He's doing pretty well with his command and his control here. So I think we'll see a little more aggressiveness early in the count out of the A's. But I'm going to wait to bet that. That's where I'm leading right now. Team total over three and a half laying a dollar thirty. But I'm going to wait to confirm the lineup tonight for the A's.
0: All right. I you mentioned earlier about Tampa Bay on the on the road. Uh, Eleven and five. Uh, they continue with this road trip too. Uh, impressive victory uh, last night against the Angels. Uh, as I watch that game and then uh, certainly as they go on the road they continue it you mentioned a pitching matchup too uh, it just feels like uh, the Rays I think uh, they believe in their back end because their approach is is to have pitch counts and to have certain uh, situations with their rotation uh, and then rely on upon that bullpen and maybe late inning scoring as well so uh that's what it just feels like to me as I was watching that game last night
1: well and, and you know how the Rays are going to approach the game and you're gonna see a different lineup a lot of times I mean I've been watching Rosarenia the last couple of weeks sometimes t- he's hit it, there was one point where he's hit within a week he was he was penciled in or uh, let's say penned in you talked about getting a new pen mm-hmm. the, that's really <laughs> a pencil I think what Kevin Cash uses for his lineups right Rosarenio had had he batted in the the one the two the three and the four hole all within the span of a week of play so he does do and he's gonna be with creative managers that, yeah, you're going to see a lot of times different lineups and sometimes that can that can come back and make it make it difficult on the hitters, right? Because you, you whether if you're hitting in the two-hole as opposed to the four-hole, completely different approach. Uh, well, it should be a different approach when we're talking about lineups, although in this day and age of Major League Baseball, Pritch, I don't know if it really matters where you're lining up. A lot of these guys are up there and and it's no longer the, uh, you know, get them on, get them over and get them in. Mm-hmm. It's uh, get them up there and get it over the fence is really where <laughs> <laughs> they're looking to get the baseball, but, but interesting to see how Tampa has played, especially, you know, the last week you talked about it. They went in and swept the angels. So four in a row on the road and playing very well right now. So a lot of confidence rolling into Oakland Coliseum
0: today. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. How about San Diego and San Francisco? I think, uh, in the beginning of the year, nobody expected San Francisco to be playing baseball the way that they are, uh, or have been anyway, uh, the total seven James out there in San Francisco, uh, the giants, the dog at home, uh, Plus 128 we're showing here on the board. Yeah,
1: it looks like it's still ticking up a little bit out here, too. I see some plus-130s. I'm really tempted to kind of jump on the Giants here as the underdog, but I'm just going to keep riding this this player prop that I've been doing with Snell. Uh, it's still sitting there at 15-and-a-half. Now, like yesterday with Lester, it was sitting at 15-and-a-half as well as far as the outs were concerned, which means you've got to get into the sixth inning here, and I think with Lester just coming back from COVID, stretching out his arm, really they were just looking to get the five innings. I think we've seen that out of Snell, too, and we've seen that definitely. With, with the Padres and the way that they've managed him. Uh, you know, he's only gone out of his five starts, or six starts now, he's only gone five, he's only gone over five innings once in those starts, and I think really that's what they try to get out of him. Let's get you through five, and then we're going to turn it over to the bullpen. He does kind of work a lot of deep counts, not only because he he, uh, he has the ability to strike player, you know batters out, but you know, he's nibbling a lot too, so he's not giving in, and he's, he's not going to give in to hitters if he's behind in the count, and he's not going to challenge folks, especially center cuts. So, I, I, it's still sitting here. It's 15 and a half. This mm-hmm. is one of those pitches that I think I've cashed this. What have we done? This maybe three times so yeah. far with Snell, 3-0 sitting on this cash. I'm going to sit there since it's still sitting at 15 and a half outs, basically saying, working him into the sixth. And I think that's the other part, too, when we think about the National League, Pritch, is, is I think with Snell, we've already clearly seen it. He's only gone one time. And that one time that he went over five innings was just five and a third. I don't really know if they want to sit him out there and get him. If he's going to pitch six innings, they want him to go the full six innings, and sometimes, too, we know in the National League depending when you start to get in that fifth and sixth inning, could be the second time through the order where that pitching spot may be coming up here soon, and you don't want to start making double switches too early in the game, and uh, that that kind of lends hand sometimes to their thinking as well as San Diego just pulling him in those five innings. So I'm going to keep bet- betting this until maybe until they start to get it off that 15 and a half outs, and or they start to price that juice too high for me where it's it, the price point is going to be somewhere I can't play it anymore, but right now sitting at a dollar fifteen, fifteen and a half outs for Snell again, and what I consider with Del Scafani on the other side, the, that, he's been pitching great. Yeah, he's yes. already pitched once, pitched really well. So I get why the total sitting where it is right now, Pritch. But I just feel like I've been riding this this player prop with Snell. It's been working out so far, and sitting there at fifteen and a half at a dollar fifteen again. I'm going to fire under again on Snell.
0: All right, I like it. Um, I wanted to ask you a question about this next game, uh, Colorado uh, at St. Louis. So I I was thinking Colorado's going to be that auto-fade situation the next game after Coors Field. Uh, (laughs) One of the better offenses in in the majors at Coors Field. But, okay, they're on the road. But then the angle here facing Nolan, uh, Aranato, and I wonder if the Rockies are going to be jazzed up for that or not. I don't know what the chatter has been out there in Colorado in regards to this matchup. Seven and a half to total. James, the Rockies uh, catching $1.85 here. (laughs)
1: you <laughs> Well, to to be clear, the chatter around the around here in Denver about the Rockies, uh, it's probably you and I, and that's about all <laughs> okay. that's talking about the Rockies. Rickinson. Nobody's talking about the Rockies, right? <laughs> I mean, the Nuggets are getting ready to roll into the playoffs. The ABS have been playing very well, and you know, the COVID really stalled out their winning streak that they were going on. But all the talks about the Nuggets and the ABS, no one's talking about the Rockies. They're mm-hmm. ready to move forward with you know the the new GM that they've got. But uh, but I, I think with the Rockies, I mean, talk about we when we talked about this right at the beginning of the season. right the home and road splits really it's always been an issue but let's see how that plays out this year i mean the home and road splits for the the rockies hitters just been and collectively as a team right i mean the rockies 10 and 8 at home Always play pretty well at Coors Field, 2-11 on the road. And I know they had a, a couple explosive games, one last week against the, uh, the D-backs. But ultimately, you're going to go against Flaherty today. And that's another spot here where you're looking at going against the the ace, in a sense, for mm-hmm. the Cardinals. I think, yeah, they might be the Rocks might be jazzed up to see and probably just go see see their old, their old teammate and their friend there with Nolan Aranato. But I think the other part is Gomber Pyle is going to be on the mound for the Rockies today. Now, he was part of the deal that sent – are not the cards. And this was the get back was the and He's actually pitched Gomer's pitch pretty well for the Rockies here, but maybe there's a book on him. Obviously the St. Louis Cardinals know him just based on scouting reports. And he used to pitch for them for a couple of years. Right. So they know where his, they, they know what the book on him is here. And I was, Tempted to look at betting the the total outs. It was sitting at 15 and a half for Gomber, too. Was he going to get into the sixth inning? But they're kind of stretching him out, and they kind of need to because right. there's not a whole lot of trust in that bullpen for the Rocks right now. <laughs> so nothing that I bet here, if anything. I mean, it's it's $2. I'm not going to lay $2 yeah. in Major League Baseball, even though Flaherty it, clearly overmatched here with the Rockies based on their, their home and away splits, but no play yet.
0: All right. Uh, We're going to return to baseball. We're going to turn uh, our attention to National Football League uh, because we got some props uh, here with the running backs, James, rushing over under props. I like these for the rookies. Uh, Najee Harris. Uh, 949 and a half yards there is his total. Um, The over minus 110, the under uh, minus 110 as well. Javante Williams, uh, 749 and a half. Same thing with the over under minus 110. Uh, And Travis, ATN, uh, 624 and a half. Uh, Where do you stand on these props?
1: Well, let's just talk about the latter. You just spoke to Travis Etienne, kind of interesting pickup right there to go where they drafted him in the first round when they obviously Jacksonville has a ton of needs. That's why you were picking first overall. You were not a good football team and filled the quarterback hole, but was running back really a spot that they needed to fill? I think about James Robinson, how he stepped in undrafted rookie free agent last year. Most combined yards, running, rushing, receiving over 1,400 yards, most ever by an undrafted rookie in the, in NFL history. Kid ran like he wanted. You know, he, he knew his dinner was on the table every game that he had. He was going to run. I mean, ultimately, you're a undrafted free agent. You got you to ball out. You got to show, right? And the kid played hard. And you also got to think about this, too, thinking about how bad Jacksonville was and it still is in my mind. But the, how many defense, how many stacked fronts did he have to face? Right, you know there was no threat of a passing game last year for Jacksonville, so he did all that, full knowing that as the season progressed and he started to get more and more touches and more downs out there, that he was going to face a lot of stack boxes. Now, are they all of a sudden going to give a lot of those carries and those opportunities to ETN? I kind of I don't really know. I just thought it was kind of curious that they went that route here, but he's going to have to split split some split some time as far as ETN goes, and is he going to be rushing the ball? Are they going to look to get him the ball out of the backfield in the passing game too? I just look at that one first and foremost Is thinking, I'm just not sure, especially as a rookie stepping in, mm-hmm. and a lot of rookies on that team and things that have to go forward with the identity, what is that going to look like for the Jags? First thing that comes to mind is that I don't see how ETN goes over that total. I would be looking under for sure.
0: Okay, Najee Harris, 949 and a half, two I mean, we're looking at 950 yards right there on a team in which uh, maybe people might be questioning offensive line out there in Pittsburgh. Devontae Williams, I, I like that one. Because I think he might take over for the starting position over uh, Melvin Gordon out there in Denver.
1: Yeah, that's uh, trying to figure out what is the identity? Who's going to get the touches and the carries and the bulk of uh, the bulk of the playing time? I'm not really sure. I don't know what that's going to look like here in Denver with with Gordon. Uh, We know Gordon has been prone to put the ball on the ground. He's also prone to get banged up. And now you got 17 games, an extra added game, another game for Melvin Gordon to get banged up and be sidelined. So potentially there with Javante Williams being able to step in, maybe not early in the season, but plenty Mm -hmm. of opportunities as the season progresses for the Broncos. Right. So I can understand. I, I can see that that angle, too. Thinking about Harris and what Pittsburgh is, we saw the identity of Pittsburgh last year just based on maybe with the issues with the offensive line. Now you've lost three starters and two veteran leaders from that Pittsburgh Steelers offensive line. Now you've it's later round draft choices that they selected to plug in there. Yeah, what is that going to look like? Where I feel like you're going to see a lot of stacked boxes, too, not just because the, whether there's a threat of a run or not, but really there's just not much of a threat of a downfield passing game mm-hmm. from Big Ben. I think we just saw that the elbow, the shoulder, the age, the miles, all of that, the accuracy down the field just wasn't there last year. I don't think that comes back, and he's definitely continuing to physically regress. A lot of stacked boxes to, just to take away that short passing game. I think that's, you know, it's a, that's a pretty lofty number for a team transition at the
0: offensive line, right? (laughs) Offensive
1: line transition and then the fact that it's a short passing game, I I just, I don't see it for Harris. I
0: don't don't either. Uh, uh, Hammered under if you are so inclined right there. Mike Munchak out there in Denver uh, maybe can work miracles. I know the right uh, tackle situation, Juwan James with the injury, uh, so the Broncos are looking for a right tackle, but yet uh, the offensive line has improved over the years that Mike Munchak has been out there in Denver, and now they have an electrifying running back, so keeping an eye on that prop too with Javonte Williams uh, coming up next uh, we're going to stay with the National Football League we have an expert James Salinas a 2015 Super Contest winner uh, we're going to find out which bets are the best bets on the board when it comes to NFL divisions and NFL win totals that's coming up next Everybody, it's time to get into BetMGM Sports Nevada, the premier sports betting app. BetMGM has all your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Just download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the Strip. Be sure to have that state-issued ID, open an account, start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love. BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be at least 21 and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly if you feel you have a problem. It's 1-800-522-4700. Welcome back. Betting Across America presented by BetMGM. Mike Pritchard, James Salinas with you today. James, I I love this um, next segment here. JJ, our producer. uh, Which one's the better bet uh, on the board? Texans under four wins, minus 110, or the Chiefs over 12 wins, minus 120?
1: well i'll preface this you know where i stand with these we we start talking about these and and we get next week on may 12th their yeah. schedule will be released I'll, i'm sure they'll drag it out for like a 6 hour segment of on course. NFL network to talk about it but with that said you know as as important as it's for me to know who they're playing it's also knowing when they play their opponents so but in this case here looking at we know who they're going to play and uh, to me it's texans under 4 i mean they won four games last year with deshaun watson having a to carry that team and play out of his mind in every game just to keep them competitive. Now, huge situation. Don't know what the status is going to be for Deshaun Watson. Whether he gets traded or even gets into the National Football League next year. And I think we saw with Davis Mills being drafted with their first pick in the third round 4 for the for the Texans. I think clearly they're uh, preparing to move on from Watson potentially. So, here, I mean, you're looking at four wins. I just don't see it anywhere. That's a, this is a bad football team. This is going to be this the Texans this year will be last year's Jets and Jaguars teams. Where they're going to be? They're going to be glad they have 17 games. This gives them one extra game to not have to, you know, to not go over here. Because mm-hmm. you, if you dig into their schedule and you look just their opponents that they're playing, don't think they'll be favored in any of those games. Maybe a toss-up game with the Jets and the Jags at home, but their road schedule is brutal too. Going to be a long season.
0: for the Texans. <laughs> I tell you, there's messes and then there's hot messes, right? And the Texans yeah. seem like they're a hot mess, even with the extra game at home. uh, The win total, that's probably the better bet. Texans uh, under four wins minus uh, 110. Dolphins, uh, yes to make the playoffs minus 125 or the Vikings, no to make the playoffs minus 125.
1: Well, and so you do get the extra home game as the AFC team, so that, that benefits the Dolphins. The other thing that the Dolphins always benefit from, especially maybe the first six weeks, maybe the first two months of the season, is the weather down there. So that's going to be crucial to see mm-hmm. these teams, that they their home games, right? The, when are they playing certain teams down there in Miami when it's hot and humid, and those are things that you just can't prepare for as an opponent, right? And I think that's where I look at Miami here. Obviously, the the division's getting better there in the AFC East but to me as opposed to the Vikings I still think there's a lot of holes on that Vikings team especially starting at the offensive line position the corner it's a whole new defense there that that they're working through so still a lot of work in progress with the the Minnesota Vikings here so if I'm picking between the two building on the momentum and I really like Coach Flores down there in Miami I'm, I'm going to lean and take the Dolphins here to say yes they'll make the playoffs as opposed to the Vikings it, yeah, maybe not maybe so I, I don't know I can go either way with this but I, I just I like the momentum of where the sure. where Miami is going and I like their favorable schedule at home with some of the teams that they have coming into Miami I just really want to see when they're going to play down there
0: yeah I mean, I can dig it um the Dolphins being a better bet out of the two right there uh Colts plus 100 to win the AFC South or the Cowboys plus 100 to win the NFC East which one's a better bet well well, number one, I don't think the
1: Cowboys are going to win the NFC East. To me, the, the clear, the, the best team in that division is the team that won it last year, the Washington football team, and continue to make strides, obviously, with Fitzpatrick coming in as the mercenary at the quarterback position. That's going to be fun to watch because we know what a gambler is. You're right there in Sin City. I think that would, he's, he's just one of those guys. He's not afraid to sling it and chuck it. He's going to go out there and make plays, not check down Charlie like we've seen with Alex Smith there. So that's going to be an added dimension to that Washington football team. Offense. I think they got the best defense. With then clearly the best defense in that division here. So, uh, so I don't see the Cowboys winning that one. So almost by default it goes to the Colts. And then I think the Colts are the best. They're the best team in that division in the AFC South as well. I think we're going to see a regression from Tennessee. And then you get a couple layups when you're well, a couple layups when you get to play Jacksonville as well as Houston. Right? You get (laughs) to play them four times. Right. I think clearly the Colts are the favorite there, and I don't want anything to do with the Cowboys.
0: All right, and so you're not afraid of Wentz at all new team out there with uh, the Colts yeah
1: no I just I I look at it this way here I mean it's they they still he's not the only piece they got plenty of pieces I like that defense especially the run defense for the Colts there and a much better coach team than I think what we see on the other side with the Cowboys
0: all right right on we're going to go to the association Uh, I'm going to put on my hazmat suit as we talk about the NBA that's coming up next Did you know has the latest lines and odds for every game on the board tonight? Track the line movements with live charts, get estimated scores for every matchup, and all the betting information you need to stay on top of all the action. Whether it's a, a line move or insight from Josh Applebaum or last-minute NBA injury information from Jonathan Von Tobel, our experts give you the necessary data. On vsin.com slash NBA, vsin.com slash NHL, or vsin.com slash MLB. You can use our parlay calculator to figure out payments and get all of our betting 101 info, including definitions of the betting terms we use here on the Sports Betting Network. Start your day's sports betting research for free at vsin.com. Welcome back to the show, Betting Across America, and it's presented by uh BetMGM, Mike Pritchard, James Salinas. Uh, with you today, James, <laughs> the association, I'm watching Kyrie miss layups, um, sloppy turnovers in a matchup. I thought that was a game that the Nets needed, right? Uh, and, and then AD, back spasms after turning his ankle. Uh, he's a young old guy. I said that before. Uh, basketball, here we go. Um, Pelicans and the 76ers. Uh, trying to gauge and trying to cap motivation, but then also these matchups. You got a nice line here, minus seven and a half, uh, four to 76ers matched up against Pelicans.
1: Yeah, I think for the Sixers now they are clearly they're two and a half games ahead of the Nets for that for the top seed in the East, and they have a very the, the, their schedule has been pretty soft the last week, and it, can, it will close out the season that way. They're only going to play one team above 500, so mm-hmm. so pretty easy schedule. And now I'm looking at the injury report, uh, and now I see Joel Embiid listed as questionable to play tonight for rest concerns. So really just taking a taking a night off, another one of those that we see throughout the league, so we talked about it too. You talked about getting your hazmat suit on and, and and knowing when and where to bet. The first thing you want to know is who's actually going to play on the court, but I kind of was looking at this Pelicans team and correlating it to some other things in the NBA where we're talking about playoffs and standings, and you talked about motivation and motives. I think the some, there maybe there's some motivation for certain teams. I don't know. You talked about that with the Nets right yesterday and losing at Dallas. I mean, they're not going to get that number one seed, so is, is, does number two or number three really matter to the to the nets or does getting healthy and rolling into the playoffs here in a couple weeks healthy as opposed to fighting for that two seed does that really matter other places here pritch looking at this matchup for the pelicans they're sitting a game and a half out behind the spurs right now Mm -hmm. for that 10th and final playoff spot in the west but also so is Sacramento. Sacramento's hanging around out there too. Kind of wrote the Kings off, right? I, they had that nine-game losing streak uh, about a month ago, and and were not playing well, and thought there was some dissension going on there. And they've actually played—they've played much better this past week. So I, I'm kind of looking at this in a kind of a correlated manner here now. With uh, red flags coming up with Embiid not playing there tonight, but uh, I think we've seen Philly—they rally when Embiid's not in the game, and I think there's there's not really. Really much of a threat from the Pelicans as far as in, any, any kind of interior post-presence. Steven Adams is probably not going to play tonight. Not that he's a, a post player when it comes to offense, but defensively he he's the best that they got on the inside. So now with this news about Embiid, I think I'm going to lay off, but this is kind of correlated here with some other games that I'm looking at was looking at the Kings game tonight, Bridge. That number continues to climb, and I know they're banged up and De'Aaron Fox has been out, right. but this is a huge game. Huge game for the Spurs. So let's jump to the Spurs and the okay. Kings right now. That 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 number has continued to climb, and now it's up uh, and climb uh, in favor of the Spurs. Now sitting at minus five. I think there was some some talk about De'Aaron Fox coming back. He's been out for a protocol, COVID protocol for the last couple weeks. Um, He is not. Doesn't look like he's going to play. So I think that's why this number continues to move. But I'm looking at the Spurs here, Pritch. This is a tired team. The, the the Spurs if you look at their schedule this past couple weeks I mean they've had a lot of road games tough road games high level games where they've lost now five they've lost five in a row they're still going to have a they have a back to back situation playing against the Blazers tomorrow and then if you look at the Kings schedule they've won four straight now we talked about De- DeAaron Fox being out uh, but they've actually played within these four games. You know who came back for them was Marvin Bagley on the mm-hmm. interior, giving them some kind of post presence on the inside. I'm looking at the uh, playing the Kings here. Call me crazy, and I guess we should be crazy if we're looking at trying to fire on these NBA games. If you're putting on a hazmat suit, still the uh, little local here. But I'm, I, I think I'm leaning this way. I think I'm going to do it. I, I like the Kings in this spot because the Kings are not out of the playoffs. If you look at all three teams, both the Spurs, the Pelicans, and... And the Kings, yeah, the Kings are the, are are trailing those two teams right now. Big game for them playing against the Spurs tonight to make up a game. But of those three teams, the Kings have by far the easiest schedule to, to close out the regular season.
0: Right, and to close that gap between the two Kings and Spurs, I mean, the Kings get a uh, victory uh, this evening. That'll go a long way to their chances of right. getting to that number 10 spot. Spurs being tired, you mentioned, uh, loses of five straight uh, the last 10, 4, and 6 uh, whereas the Kings can't, they they kind of have turned it around, young enough too, uh, to maybe get the job done right there. I like that angle, James. What about the Lakers uh, and the Trailblazers? Are you touching in this game at all?
1: Well, I think you you just talked about it too, right? The, the, the with with uh, a- Anthony Davis the injuries. Yeah. To all, I mean the injuries all over, but <laughs> Anthony Davis going down. He said it was an ankle, but he said it was back locked up on the right? so he just <laughs> right. played. Right, so he's got back issues. I mean, this is just an issue for the Lakers. All the, This team's just, talk about a team, there's a lot of teams limping into the playoffs, got a week left to play. I mean, now Portland got themselves right. They are finally healthy. this is another team, Portland, they were, they were banged up, missing both the interior with Nurkic out and then McCollum out for almost two months, survived, Dame really carried them, and then they went through some stretches of trying to work those guys back in. Now this team is as healthy as they've been. All season. I think Norman Powell might be questionable to play tonight for the Portland Trailblazers. But, you know, there's not going to be any mercy. Portland's not going to feel sorry for the Lakers. Mm-hmm. And they, oh, pobrecitos, you guys are banged up. We should take, they're going to get after them. This is, the- this is their opportunity to really grind the Lakers tonight. I mean, the only player I'm looking at here is betting Portland. I think Portland's going to come out with plenty of energy, plenty of intensity, and plenty of health because they are as healthy as they've been all season as opposed to just the opposite for the Lakers. We don't even know what it's going to look like for Anthony Davis to step out on this floor. And I know they're, this is a big game. If Portland wins, now they're going to move into that sixth spot and start pushing the Lakers further down, where we've already heard LeBron complaining about not liking this new system of this play-in game. Although, I, was he complaining about that when it was instituted, or is it just complaints now that they might potentially have to be one of those teams? Uh,
0: probably because they're going to be one of those teams. I mean, the injuries, Anthony Davis is 28. Every time I watch him, he's, he's like the oldest young guy on the court. Uh, and then with the back spasms, too, uh, a lot of basketball. You know, maybe the lack of layoff, uh, certainly the pressure here, uh, maybe getting to the Lakers. And you're right about Portland. Incentive for them is to avoid that seven spot uh, from that play in situation.
1: Yeah, I just yeah. don't – they can have the incentive they want, but if they, do, they have the bodies to go and beat a hungry Portland team, right. that can't wait to put the screws to the Lakers. I like Portland.
0: All right. Uh, seven and a half, I believe, uh, Portland's a uh, favorite there in that game. How about Paul Bruno join the program? Uh, Come up next. Uh, he's a senior hockey writer, uh, and we have the NHL winding down. They're very good season. That's coming up next. <laughs> We all love home runs in Major League Baseball, especially if you are, are a new BetMGM customer. Turn $1 into 100 when someone goes yard during a game. Sign up for the BetMGM app using vixen 100. And if you place a $1 Moneyline wager on the Yankees or Nationals, you'll get $100 if either team hits a home run. It's a new customer offer paid in free bets. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. Must be at least 21 years old. Colorado, Iowa, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. Excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. If you feel you have a problem, it's 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, Nevada, and Virginia. 1-800-270-7117 for help in Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. one 800 bedsoft off in Iowa. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana and Tennessee. Call our text the red line 800-889-9789. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. Welcome back. It's Betting Across America. We are presented by BetMGM. Mike Pritchard, James Salinas, your host today. Uh, happy to bring on to the program Paul Bruno, RotoWire senior hockey writer and podcast host. Paul, how are you?
2: I'm great today, guys. Thanks for having me on.
0: Thanks for your time today indeed I mean uh, hockey has been in a center of a lot of people's attention because of the fights but I, you know we want to get beyond that we want to get to the certainly to the playoffs and uh, ramifications the Flyers in the Capitals and, and for instance Capitals in battle uh, with the Pittsburgh uh, Penguins in terms of that top spot in the east uh, as we wind down the season how are you approaching these games uh, with a, just a handful here in a regular season.
2: Well, you know, the implications uh, of the game, the game we're talking about here, the Caps are in a fierce battle with the Penguins for the top spot in the East. And uh, they face a rivalry game. They're all rivalry games, aren't they, though, this year, against the Flyers team that's out of the running. Yeah. And uh, quite frankly, I'm shocked at the way their defensive structures fall apart of late.
1: So, Paul, kind of looking at some of these games, trying to figure out, we were talking about the NBA the last segment, finding motivation for teams that are still trying to either get into the playoffs or are completely done with it and looking towards next season. And I'm looking here, so looking at the Central Division right now, not a lot of drama left in there, but, you know, with the Lightning battling the Panthers for that two seed right now in the Central, uh, and then the Stars barely hanging on, potentially, you know, they're, they're sitting back. They've, they haven't won in the last five games. Stars, the light is fading fast for them uh, to be able to get back into the playoff race with just a few games left. Any chance the Stars, you know, sitting back with just three games remaining, four games back behind Nashville for that final spot in the Central Division, now having to face the Stars team or the Lightning team, any chance the Stars can keep their season alive tonight against Tampa Bay?
2: Man, the magic number's down to one, fellas. So one more loss for them or a Nashville win, and it's curtains for the the team from Dallas. And the Lightning, though, they're without... Two key offensive pieces in Stamkos and Kucherov, of course, they're expecting to get both of them ready for the playoffs. Tampa's 7 2 and one in their last 10 games, so it's not like they've missed their high-end shooters. They're still playing the way Tampa does. They just plug and play and uh, continue to roll along. Dallas loses her five straight, hardly looking like a team that's trying to battle and stay alive in the race. Interesting goalie matchup for me tonight, and maybe it's a telltale sign that uh, Tampa's just... Uh, Kind of idling. They're they're giving Curtis McElhinney to start tonight. Anton Kudobin has been the busiest goalie in Dallas' mix, and when the chips are down, they're going to rely on him tonight to try and pull it off. So I kind of think Dallas has a bit of an edge here because they have something to play for, and Tampa, I'm not sure, is going to give it their all. Uh, Indications are that they're kind of just going to coast into the playoffs and make sure that starting goalie is getting his rest. So uh, I think they might be punting on this game.
0: You know what, the betting market might uh, agree with you on that. It stars uh, as that dog there, but Tampa minus 150 at home, which is interesting uh, for such a good hockey team. Uh, we're speaking with Paul Bruno, RotoWire, senior hockey writer and podcast host. So Minnesota uh, has a chance to get the number one spot uh, uh, in the West, uh, even. Uh, when you think about the wild here, Paul, I mean, that's a surprise to a lot of people.
2: I love the high-octane offense that they've kind of cobbled together this year, guys. And uh, really, uh, an exciting team to watch. Uh, I haven't said that about a Minnesota team for years. This was a team that was predicated on a defensive structure for the longest time. But they've uh, elevated their offensive game. Guys like Karel Kephrasov, who's odds-on to be rookie of the year. Matt Zuccarella, one of the better playmaking wingers in the league. And... They got a nice look at center with three guys that have played in the middle for most of the season that are kind of underwhelming names, but they all chipped in steady offense in Joel Eriksson Ek and Ryan Hartman and Victor Rask. So their offense has more depth than it used to have. And and you can't forget about a four-pack on defense that I really like, too, with Ryan Sutter, one of the biggest minute eaters out there. Jonas Brodine's been on an offensive tear for them. But they're, play- and they're playing against an Anaheim team that, uh, let's face it, the Ducks haven't haven't been uh, in the playoff race for about a month now and just playing out the string three and seven in their last 10 games. They have the second uh, weakest offense in the league. So if you're playing DFS tonight too, I'd look at the, the Minnesota goalie for the goalie win there. If you look at in that direction and the goalie matchup is an interesting one uh, rookie Kap- Kakonen is in net for the Wild and Gibson in net for Anaheim. Gibson's been a workhorse for years here, but Kakkonen is, is probably going to uh, have a battle with Kaprizov for the Rookie of the Year award, and uh, that's how good he's been this year in the Nets for Minnesota. I think uh, Minnesota got, has got everything to play for here, and the Ducks do not. So I really like to take, I'll really like to take advantage of the minus one-and-a-half pucks in Minnesota and uh, take them for a big win tonight.
1: Well, so let's stay in the West, Paul, and looking at the Golden Knights taking on St. Louis. Now, the Knights have a four-point lead over the Avs for that top spot, and five over the Wild with just a handful of games to go. And sitting there in fourth place is the are the St. Louis Blues. Now, if the Blues win tonight, they will clinch that fourth and final playoff spot out of the Western Division. Pretty good favorite here for for Vegas, sitting at about a dollar seventy-five. Any chance St. Louis, uh, obviously looking to try to clinch it as soon as possible and rest up for the playoffs here, any chance the Blues can pull off that upset there in Vegas?
2: I think there's a big chance. I really like this game for St. Louis. They have everything to play for more than, more than Vegas who are cold home and cooled out One of the top two spots of the division. This could be actual, actually a playoff preview. And so you can bet the blues are going to be fired up to send that message to message as well. And uh, possibly an intriguing goalie matchup here with Jordan Bennington starting to get his game together. And that's, kind of goes true for what uh, the offense is doing in st louis as well ryan o'reilly's been on fire for a couple of weeks now david perron is is a sniper of great renown and same with jaden schwartz i like i like the top six players in the offensive mix here. You can't sleep on a guy like Tyler Bozak as well, who's uh, elevated his game and uh, reminding me of his times in Toronto where he was a a top six player here for the Maple Leafs uh, in my neck of the woods. So they're getting their ducks in order. This is a team that has a championship pedigree from a couple of years ago, and uh, they know what the chips are almost down on the table now, and they're ready to push them all in, and they're playing like it. And the Knights, of course, what can you say? This team has been at the top of the league all year long and uh, really coasting into the postseason. among the forward ranks uh, I'm a little concerned about Pacioretty's status for tonight, I don't think he's going to make the lineup, and uh, I think they're going to lean in Robert, Robin Leonard's direction in that minding matchup for this one so I I kind of think St. Louis has is, is got the edge in this one, and at plus 150 I might take a piece of that action too
0: you know, Paul, I was going to ask you about the Knights uh, and the Avs, too, because they got their matchup against uh, uh, the Kings. Uh, but as we preview some of these Stanley Cup odds right now, the Avs uh, plus 450, the Knights uh, plus 550. Uh, so for the Knights, Leonard and Flurry, have they solved that, you think? Are they still trying to work through um, who is going to be their number one goalie? And same thing with the Avs. Uh, uh, shaky at times, but yet have they ironed things out when it comes to those Stanley Cup odds?
2: Well, I think they're both set in net uh, probably Vegas, you can make the case has the best to one, two punch in, in hockey. I'm not, that's not a secret. I think very highly of course of Marc Andre Fleury and Robin Leonard's written a great story ever since he set foot in, uh, in your neck of the woods there in Vegas and uh, for Colorado, Philip Grubauer has been a tremendous story. He's in line in contention for the Vesna trophy as well. So both teams are set in goal, but I like the depth that Col- uh, that Vegas has over Colorado's mix. They're a little suspect behind their number one guy.
1: Well, so thinking about that tonight, right, where we have the Avs taking on the Kings and they're fighting for whether it's the second or third seed with the wild here, how do you see this division with just a handful of games playing out? Do you think the seating sits there in the West as it stands today? Do you think that's how it closes out in St. Louis picking up that fourth spot there rolling into the playoffs?
2: I absolutely do. And I can't wait to see the serious shooting get started. This is going to be two very competitive opening round matchups in this division. And, uh, don't be surprised if there's an upset between the two. And I, I won't sell uh, Minnesota or uh, or uh, the team from St. Louis short, as I indicated. I think they're all four worthy contenders for this this division. It's really up for grabs. Certainly, the class of the loop is is the Vegas Knights. And if I had to put money down, I would say, yeah, are odds on to come out of this group, but. I think that uh, it's right for an upset, too, with the quality of all four clubs that are in this mix. Uh,
0: yeah, it really is a lot of quality uh, teams scattered throughout the league, really. Uh, we can bet on this, Paul, which division will win the Stanley Cup, the West, uh, plus 165, the Central, plus 260, uh, the East, plus 310, the North, plus 425. Uh, which uh, Which division will win the Stanley Cup? Some information here from you.
2: Can I provide you with a visual hint?
0: Sure. Okay. Uh, that? It.
2: The Stanley Cup is going to finally come home this year, fellas. That's what I'm banking on.
0: All right. You, you had the Toronto uh, Maple Leafs uh, sweater up there for the visual. I like it.
1: <laughs> the Great White
0: North. There <laughs> it is. All right. That's- Plus 425. Okay, there you have it right there. Paul Bruno. Uh, again, he's a Rotorwire senior hockey writer as well as podcast host as well. Uh, thanks again for your time, Paul. That was awesome.
2: My pleasure. Thanks for having me, guys.
0: Absolutely. Uh, enjoy the hockey. I'm going to enjoy the hockey as well. James, I cashed uh, a Tampa Bay uh, ticket over Dallas uh, a few nights ago.
1: Well, and so you're dipping in. I'm waiting until we get to the playoffs here at this point here. Kind of similar to what I'm doing with the NBA. Really picking and choosing spots when it comes to the NBA. Same thing for me right now with the NHL. But ultimately, we're just a what? We're, we're less than what? Two weeks away. We're coming up soon here on the NHL Stanley Cup playoffs. It's going to be a blast.
0: Yeah, it's going to be a blast. Uh, Vegas is actually opening up uh, June 100%. Uh, maybe we'll have a parade here. Uh, with the Stanley Cup champions, the Vegas Golden Knights. So that'll do it for hour number one. Uh, hour number two, we're going to start off in great fashion with Adam Burke. Uh, he's going to help us out with the Major League Baseball standings, uh, some surprises uh, in some divisions. Let's come up next.